Today we're going to continue walking through the book of Mark. We're going to be in Mark chapter 12, beginning in verse 35. Now, we're coming closer and closer to the cross of Calvary. Jesus has come into Jerusalem where they have celebrated him and in essence symbolically chosen him as their Passover lamb. Jesus has come into the temple and they have pressured him. They have questioned him. They have debated with him. And as we find in verse number 34 of Mark 12, after what we learned yesterday, speaking of Jesus' conversation with the scribe, it says no one dared to question him any longer. They realized at that moment, there's no way that we can trip this man up. He is too wise, too intelligent, too smart. And there's no way that we could ever find a way through questioning him to, to find any guile or any deceit in him. They were amazed at Jesus' teaching. Well, now today, we're going to come to this portion of the narrative that is very interesting. They've had the spotlight on Jesus and it would be very easy at this moment for those Pharisees, those Sadducees, those members of the Sanhedrin, and those scribes to just exit the scene and walk away. It would be just as easy for Jesus to turn and walk away. But watch what Jesus is going to do here. Jesus is going to actually turn the spotlight and the focus onto them. Because all along, Jesus has been trying to prove to them that the one they are seeking, the one they are looking for, the Messiah, is standing before them. And so these religious leaders, they were looking for the son of David. They were looking for the one who would come in the lineage, the kingly line of David. They were looking for one who would sit upon the throne in Jerusalem and overthrow all the enemies on earth and set up an empire. Well, Jesus did fulfill that as, in, 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 as it pertains to physical lineage. He was certainly of the line of David. You can find that in both Matthew and in Luke. And so Jesus certainly fulfills this as far as spirit, spiritual lineage or, or physical lineage. However, what they missed was this, that the Messiah was more than just an earthly king. They missed the fact that the Messiah was actually the Son of God come in the flesh. Remember that it was Isaiah who said, when he comes, they will call him Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. It was Isaiah who said his name will be Emmanuel, God with us. So all along in the Old Testament, the idea was God is going to come down. God is going to breach earth. He's going to come in to this realm. He's going to live and dwell amongst us. And here's Jesus in the temple. They're looking for the physical king, which he 
could absolutely fulfill that. But Jesus never came to be their physical king. Jesus came to be their spiritual king, the Lord of their life. And how's he going to do that? He's going to do that by dying on the cross of Calvary to reconcile us to God. Now, in this text, in this scene, what's going to happen is pretty amazing. Jesus is going to turn the spotlight back onto them and he's going to show them the eternal nature of the one who stands before them. Jesus is going to ask ask them a question that they are unable to answer. Jesus asked them this question, verse number 35 in the temple complex. How can the scribes say that the Messiah is the son of David? Now you can imagine that they would probably be very quick to answer that question. Well, because God made a covenant with David and he said, I'm going to bless you eternally through this through, through you, David. And so that's how we can say that. But Jesus doesn't even give them a time to respond. He simply quotes the scriptures from the book of Psalm, chapter number 110 and verse 1. David himself says by the Holy Spirit, The Lord declared to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then? Can the Messiah be his son? You see, David had actually said these words. The Lord declared to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David was gazing into heaven and he saw father and he saw son. And he calls the Messiah Lord. So David laid his eyes on the eternal one. He laid his eyes on the eternal savior, the Messiah. And and David knew that, yes, there's going to be one that's going to come through my line. However, the one who's going to come through my line is the eternal one who sits enthroned in heaven. And so David called the Messiah Lord because David could see him prophetically. God had given him this. And now David speaks inspirationally this word. And now Jesus is going to use it. How can he say that he's his son if he called him Lord? To this, the scribes have no answer. How can they answer this question? They can't. They've been... Uh, They've been proven to be ignorant and foolish to the word of God. But more than that, they've been proven ignorant and foolish to the one who's standing before them. The word of God in the flesh. Jesus himself, the one who David called Lord, is now standing before them. And Jesus himself is eternal in nature. Remember what Jesus had said in a prior event in John 8 before Abraham was I am. Jesus was and is the eternal Son of God, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is above all things and in Him and through Him all things are created. Jesus is eternal and He's standing before them as the rightful heir to the throne. At that moment, if they had said, you know what, Jesus, you're right. You are him. We want to worship you. We're going to, we're going to bow down to you. We're going to receive you as our king. Jesus would have ascended to the throne in Jerusalem and his a thousand year millennial reign would have begun at that moment. But the Jews are going to do what? 
They're going to crucify him. They're going to reject him. They're going to kill him. They're not going to receive his testimony. It is the travesty of travesties to consider that Jesus, the Son of God, the one David longed for, is standing before them and they cannot see him. They're so blind spiritually, so hard-hearted spiritually, that they are going to reject the Son of Glory, crucify him. And Jesus, standing before them, is letting them know who he is. But they're too blind to see it. Friends, listen. How often it is in the church. How often it is in this world. You hear the gospel preached and it's so evident who he is. You hear the prophecies. You see how scripture lines up. Everything is so evident to you. And how many people reject the Lord of glory. They crucify him. Hold him up in contempt. Never putting their faith and trust in him. And walk away directly into hell. Friends, it's a sad, sad thing to know that everything in Scripture points to Jesus, and yet, like these religious leaders, they'll reject Him and crucify Him in their hearts. I pray that's not you. I pray that through the crucified and risen Lord, you would come to saving faith and give your life to Him. Would you put your life, your faith in Christ Jesus today? If you would like to be saved, please let us know at flatcreekchurch.net. We would love to come alongside of you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. May God bless you, and I look forward to talking with you next time on New Horizons.